to God-Sized Stories. This is your host, Patricia Holbrook, and today I share my interview with Dallas Jenkins. Dallas is a film and television director, writer, and film producer. He is best known as the creator, director, and co-writer of The Chosen. The Chosen is the first multi-season series about the life of Jesus. The third season of The Chosen completed filming in September of 2022, continuing its unprecedented success as the largest fan-supported entertainment project of all time. In this interview, Dallas talked about the beginning of his career, the importance of keeping focus on God's calling for his life, the surprises and challenges of season three, and the future goals and plans for the series. At the end of this interview, would you take a moment to rate this show and leave a review? That would be a true blessing. Enjoy my conversation with Dallas Jenkins. Well, I want to welcome Dallas Jenkins to the God Size Story podcast and YouTube channel. Well, thanks, Dallas, so much for joining us in this conversation. Great. Thanks for having me on. We're very excited to talk about uh, Dallas, about his career as a filmmaker and producer, and of course, more importantly, uh, really the the man behind the chosen the series, and which is has been become a huge success worldwide. So we're very excited about it. And of, of course, uh, in the introduction of the podcast, I already did a little description and little bio about uh, Dallas. But I wanted to just remind everyone that he is the son of Jerry Jenkins, who is a beloved novelist, creator of the Left Behind series. So he grew up in a house where um, a lot of creative ideas were brewing. And I, I actually interviewed him on the Teal Carpet release of season three of The Chosen, which I really I also um, shared that on my podcast. But I asked him, I said, how does it feel the fact that your dad, you, you, your dad had created like the end of the story of the church age and you are here now filming the beginning of the church age. It's such a cool story, like book ends in the same household, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been really cool to to see. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit how how your dad's career as a novelist and his creativity. How did, did that influence your career as a movie producer? Well, I think obviously I inherited the desire to tell stories, and and he was always a storyteller, and I I, I was an avid reader growing up, and he's also a, a big movie buff, so I got introduced to feature films and TV at, at a young age, and so that for sure inspired me. But I think also the main thing that, that has influenced me is watching him experience the success of the left behind series and how he experienced that has, uh, and how it humbled him and how it made him even more focused on the work and less about the success of it. Just focus on making sure that he was always delivering something of high quality. He was very obsessive about working hard and, learning and growing and and getting better and uh that i think that was the biggest influence that it had on me especially as now that we're seeing the the success of the chosen um uh, you know in a similar way to left behind i i have a i had a great example to follow in the footsteps of 
Absolutely. So you're always reminding yourself that you you have to not worry about the the fame and the glory that is coming, which is natural whenever something is this successful, but rather just on the task that God has put before you. I love that. Beautiful. Right. Now, how did it all started? Uh, how did you get involved in filmmaking? Well, when I uh, was growing up, I was actually really passionate about broadcasting and sports. I was sports broadcasting was something that I got excited about being an athlete. I, I played all the sports and, and then uh, it was when I saw the movie one flew over the cuckoo's nest with Jack Nicholson back in, uh, it was a movie from the seventies, but I saw it on TV when I was a freshman in high school and that changed my life. I mean, that watching that movie and how it impacted me and, and, and emotionally inspired me. I thought, man, I would love to do that. Uh, for others. I would love to make stuff that causes people to respond the way I did to this movie. And uh, that's when I started thinking, what if we could tell stories uh, that uh, could impact people? And what if, I also noticed that the the stories that I was watching from the faith-based media were never as good or as interesting as the, as the regular stuff. So I always thought, well, what if we could what if we could get better? What if we could uh, tell movies, you know, tell stories in movies and TV shows that are as good as like one's little cuckoo's nest. That wouldn't that be something? So that's when <laughs> that's when it started. That's when I started watching and reading and studying and practicing uh, much more. Was in high school. That's beautiful. And you know, I have I have been interviewing a lot of uh, uh, filmmakers from the faith based uh, movies, the Kendrick Brothers, different people that right. have been involved in in the quality of the filmmaking on the faith-based industry has grown tremendously and evidently the chosen is a great example of that of the rising of great quality great casting great production um, that's really what has captured the audience in so many countries all over the world and i was reading that as of december you had 413 million people that were engaged with the chosen series which is just incredible given that you just have about i guess 19 20 episodes available right now just nice. yeah so yeah right now it's uh, we've done the first six episodes of season three episodes seven and eight are coming out to theaters and streaming here soon uh so that's uh, it's uh, there's been 22 episodes that have been seen and uh with with two more on the way and then uh four more seasons after this so are you still recording season three? No, no, no. We're, we're, that's, we, we've filmed that. Uh, it, we, we're now just finishing it up, try to get in, get it done in time uh, for uh, the theatrical release. Yeah. So I know that I've read that your goal is to reach many more people by the end of season seven, right? You, 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 the plan is to go to season seven. Is that correct? Yeah. Seven seasons. Yep. Seven seasons. So I understand that your goal is it's pretty bold, both in languages translated and in viewership. Can you can you share with us so that we can be praying for you too? Well, yeah. So just something we've been working on is uh, we we try not to have too many goals because we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But we've we've always said we would love for this to be seen by a billion people around the world. And and now with the growth of it, um, some people have been saying, no, that's just the first billion. We want more than just that, and that's great. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to focus on the work at hand, but yes, it, it, I think uh, something that we've gotten fans excited for is the idea that we could reach a billion people with this show, and uh, and then also uh, with our new partnership with the Come and See Foundation, which has come in and their desire and their mission is to further our mission. Uh, they're 
intending to translate this into over 600 languages. Um, it's already in every country in the world through the chosen app, but getting translated so that people who um, don't speak English or people who struggle to read or whatever can, can, can get it dubbed and translated into their language. That's wonderful. Dallas, before ascending to, to heaven, Jesus gave his disciples the Great Commission, you know, which, of course, it's our Great Commission as believers, right? How do you feel like the Chosen is playing out as another layer of the Great Commission of Christ? Well, I, I, what I hear from people all over the world is I am reading my Bible more than ever. I am back in church. I feel like uh, my relationship with Jesus has come alive even more than it than it was. Um, and I think what what is exciting about that for me is well, I'm just trying to make a show. I'm just trying to make a good show. And a great outcome of that show is for you to know and love Jesus more. Whether you're a believer or not, the hope is that after that you you may want to know him even more. You may want to uh to 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 check out this book that uh is the the greatest selling book of all time the most impactful book ever written and and i believe it's god's word and seeing people engage more with that because of the show is is awesome i i, I personally though i i can't think of the show as um as anything more than just my my attempt to capture accurately who jesus was in a way that i think will be uh, compelling for viewers um i think the great commission still remains our individual call. Absolutely. I think Jesus is still telling us to do that. And, and if the show ends up doing that, that's great, but that's, that's still not, I think that's a big responsibility to put on a TV show. Um, Absolutely. I think a TV show is designed to, to, to be seen and to be engaged with and what God does with that and what you do with that. And, and what, and, and if it's a tool in the toolbox for people mm-hmm. to, to share more, and if it's easier for under, people to understand who Jesus was because of it, uh, that's awesome. Um, but my primary goal when I'm writing and directing the show is to just try to make the show as good as possible. Uh, that's hard enough as it is. Um, so I think we're all still called to do what Jesus asked us to do. No question, but it, we certainly can use tools. And I believe Absolutely. that the chosen can certainly be a tool, especially for people who would never otherwise uh, step put in a church, you know, it would be a, an awesome tool for them to to actually share with their friends when sometimes words are not there, right? And you can, some people don't have all those, those uh, tools themselves. So I love that about it. Well, I know that season three is a, is a little unique compared to the other seasons. What, what make it a little different for, for, for those people who haven't watched it yet? Tell, tell us a little bit about season three. Well, season three, I, I think still is the 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 vision and the voice of the chosen very much but but with season three um we go a little i don't know it's a little harder it's a little darker uh, in a lot of spots um you know the theme of the season is uh, jesus saying come to me you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest and that's a a well-known uh, quote from jesus in the gospels and we spend some time in the weary and heavy laden part. Uh, you see our disciples, you see the people who are with Jesus. You see them questioning and doubting even and struggling and having issues that they didn't expect. They thought, well, I'm following the Messiah now. This is going to be great. Life is going to be better. We're going to overthrow the Romans. We're going to uh, we're going to see a beautiful kingdom come right now. And, and Jesus says, no, that's not exactly what I'm here for uh, just yet. 
And so we see them wrestle with that. And I think this season, more than any season we've done, is the most relatable to the viewer. I think the viewer can go, yeah, I ask those questions. Yes, I have those struggles. And this season shows me that that's okay. Um, but the ultimate um, the ultimate end game is, is, is in these final two episodes of season three, where he does give rest. And when you come to him, uh, everything doesn't necessarily become all, all of a sudden happy and everything has worked out and you're healed of all your problems. And, uh, but, but he does promise that he's there and that he walks through it with you. And that's what uh, we see in this season, I think more than ever. Yeah, it, it is very relatable. And you actually also put a spotlight on, on uh, marriage even, right. That, uh, yeah. with the story of Simon and Eden, right. You have, so, Tell me a little bit about that. How is that being received by the audience? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, we, uh, I remember even in season one, when we, when we would show Simon and Eden at home, uh, it was unique for a Bible story. It's, it's, it's a Bible project. You rarely see marriage portrayed uh, in a, in a Bible project. Um, and, and certainly not the nuances of it and the arguments and the, uh, in this season, we explore a, a lot more of that. We take our time with it. We show, um, all aspects of, of marriage, um, you know, even uh, intimacy, a physical intimacy. We don't obviously show details, but we show how that is an important part of marriage. We show the desire to raise children. We show arguments. We show resentment. We show communication, good and bad. Uh, and, and so there's been a lot of scenes in season three where married couples are watching going, oh my gosh, it's like you had a recorder in my home. And I think it's very encouraging for people to go, okay, even 2000 years ago, they were human beings just like we are. They're not just stained glass windows and they had the same issues and questions and struggles and problems that we do today. And maybe the answers can be the same as well. Absolutely. I love it. I think that one of the things that makes this season or not the season, but the series in general, so successful is just the fact that you portray Jesus, the disciples, like men and women that they were, you know, just humans with all the struggles, with all the questioning, with everything. And we, as believers, we can relate. We're like, well, you know what? They struggled. I struggle. We, which we know that that's really, the Bible is full of examples of people that struggle and, and fell and, and made mistakes and, and redempt, you know, their redemption and all of that. So I love that. And one of the characters that uh, you introduced on season three is Judah. Right. So tell me, has it, how, how challenging was it to write the Judas character? Yeah, it's been one of the things we were most dreading when we were writing the first couple seasons. And that is, is how do we introduce a character who the moment you he's introduced, everyone knows the end of his story. Um, it's hard, you know, typically in a, in a show or a movie where there's a, a, a bad guy or someone who is, especially someone who's going to betray your main character, you don't want people to know. You want it to be a surprise. Well, there's no way around this. We're, there's nothing we can do to make people surprised when Judas betrays Jesus. Everyone knows it. So how do we create a character that's actually compelling, interesting, part of the group, and hopefully someone you can actually like, maybe someone you can forget for a bit of time that of what he does. Uh, but, but we just knew that was the challenge of writing a three-dimensional character that uh, isn't just a villain from the moment we see him, and, and, and also knowing and trying to write for what could have been the steps to get him to the big decision that he made that was so devastating. So uh, we introduce him at the very, very end of season two. 
And uh, this, this season we explore even more and in future seasons, we explore even more who he was. And hopefully like with all their other characters, you can maybe identify with him and, uh, and hopefully it can be a cautionary tale, but yeah, that's been for sure a, a, a challenge when, when the uh, audience knows exactly where this character is going from moment one. And that's all they're thinking about whenever they see him. You're already like, I don't like him. I don't, <laughs> he doesn't even open his mouth. The problem, yeah. The, but the good news is we're seeing so many fans going, oh my gosh, I like Judas. I yeah. don't want to like Judas. So I think we're doing our job so far. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 sh- I mean, he was one of the chosen men. Of course he Jesus, did. He did miracles. So he, he followed he, Jesus. Ex- he, he was an apostle. Ex- he was a faithful follower. Ex- exactly. So I love it that you portrayed him, how I believe that he really was. I mean, there wasn't at the end, he, we know the end of the story, but um, there had to be qualities that drew the, that made Jesus choose him as one of the twelves, evidently. So, um, some of the the actors of this project they were not very known, you know, before before the chosen, and now they're getting all kinds of uh, notoriety. And I think it's so incredible. One of the things I love is how much uh, how much room you give for uh, the the female characters, especially Mary and Madeline. So. Tell me about the progression of especially her role, Mary Madeline, on this particular season. Well, the first two seasons, uh, Mary Magdalene was someone who was always going up and down emotionally. Uh, season one, you see her as demon oppressed, and then she follows Jesus and uh, is changed radically. And then season two, she has a relapse. And so, I mean, we we just take the actress Liz Tabish and, and it's like, we're just brutalizing her all the time. This season wasn't quite as, as, as much that it was, she didn't have to cry so much. She didn't have to be so uh, tough. But one of the things we did this season with the women is we started to give them some of the same issues the guys have. We start showing them bickering just like the guys do. I think sometimes <laughs> Uh, you can you can introduce female characters and especially in a Bible project where women haven't been given as much time in the past and we're giving them more time. Well, the, the temptation can be to make them saints. Just they're they're just they solve all the problems and we don't we, we want to portray women as the end all be all. Well, uh they they had issues too. They were just they, we want to give we want to make them three-dimensional just like the guys. And so uh that, that's some of the things that we explore this year is when the women start to experience their own issues with each other and and with the team and uh, dealing with the fact that uh, that that just because they're women doesn't mean they're the same. And so uh, exploring the nuances of that has been really cool for season three. Yeah, we we love it. We girls, we love it how you portrayed them and you know how how uh, I, I just see the way that she acts with Jesus and like I I can only imagine being a woman at the time in that culture with all the irrelevance right to the woman role that really I mean they they were just to be mothers and then all of a sudden here comes the messiah uh, and he he sees them right he is like Elroy the one who sees them and I love it so much how he portrayed that is beautifully done well, season three includes the big miracle, the feeding of the 5,000. So what for you, what is the significance of this miracle and how did you approach it in the season? Yeah, the, the feeding of the 5,000 has been a huge story for us. I mean, and for me, it, it's the story that changed my life a few years ago when I was coming off of a big career failure. And that story uh, changed how I saw things, making me realize that it's not my job to feed the 5,000. It's only to provide the loaves and fish. And uh, so we knew we were going to have to tell that story eventually anyway, because it's such an important part of our show. It's the, 
it's the logo of our and the name of our yeah. company, Loaves and Fishes. Um, we there's a constant theme of fish throughout the the, the show, and so uh, season three was the right time to do it. But at the same time, we never want to tell stories from the Bible just because, just because they're cool stories. They need to matter to our characters. They need to be inevitable. It needs to be where the story is going. And so we took the story of the feeding of the 5,000. We said, all right, this is a great ending for the season. This is how we want to be, how, how we want to capture the climax of the season. Now let's work our way backwards. What are some of the circumstances that would make the feeding of the 5,000 a necessary thing? What would make it an important part of the story? And how does it uh, how does it matter to our main characters? And so by the time we're approaching season, uh, sorry, uh, episode seven and eight, uh, which are going to be in theaters because they're so big, um, we, we, we were like, all right, we need to know how does this impact Simon? How does this impact Matthew? How does this impact John? How does this impact Jesus? How does this impact the people that he's actually talking to and the, and the hunger that he's satisfying? All those things matter. It also matters how it impacts our, our Jesus's enemies. Um, so, so as we gather to the end of the season, we are showing all of our key characters are, are, are heading towards one place and, uh, that's going to make the, the miracle even more impactful. And then of course the filming of it is a big deal. I mean, we had 10,000 yeah. chosen fans from around the world all gather over the course of three days and filming. It was the most difficult, uh, thing we've ever done. But once we've seen it on the big screen now, we've seen it even on our computers, seeing the final uh, outcome, it's it's overwhelming. It is. And it, it, I saw some pictures and I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's wonderful. Well, Dallas, uh, last question. And uh, two things I wanted to to tell our, my audiences. Number one, we know that um, The Chosen is the number one crowdfunded uh, show that's ever existed. It's incredible. Can you tell people how they can participate in continuing this wonderful, wonderful project? And the other thing is, I want you to tell us about this surprise for the last two episodes of, of the season <laughs> too that I, I heard about. Just tell us, yeah, tell us uh, all about that. And, and um, Well, I can't tell you all about finish. the surprise. That's I, I, <laughs> Otherwise, it's not a surprise. Uh, we're just, there's just a twist in these final two episodes because uh, that, that uh, we're hoping that when people see it on the big screen, they don't spoil it for everyone else. Um, that's about all I can say at this point. Uh, but um, the... The, this we, we aren't a big platform. We're not a big streamer. We're not a big broadcaster or studio. And so this season one of the show was crowdfunded. Uh, yes, it broke the all-time crowdfunding record. We generated over $10 million from over 15,000 people. But then, of course, it has to keep going. And we decided to make the show free back when the pandemic hit. And uh, we, we realized making it free is the only way we're going to reach a billion people. Now, the problem with that is, is that uh, obviously most of the people, in fact, over 95% of the people who see the chosen don't pay for it. So that leaves the the, the rest of us, the, 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 the less than 5%, um, with the task of, if you want to see this show going, keep going, if you want seven seasons of this show, uh, someone's going to have to choose to pay for it. Now, the good news is, uh, we have finally partnered with a nonprofit so that, uh, if you do decide to give to the show, it's now a donation. It wasn't always. It used to just be an optional payment. Well, now it can be tax deductible. Now it can be mm -hmm. a way for you to keep the show free and a way for us to keep going and making future episodes and seasons. So through the the Chosen app, it's it's a new Chosen app. It's it's it, you have to look for it and look up an app called the Chosen. It's on your streaming devices or your mobile, and um, there's an opportunity there. You can choose to to donate. Um, or you can just go to, and I know I don't like giving out websites just because people yeah, don't remember them anyway. Yeah, and what I'll but, do, 
Yeah. Yeah. What I'll do, Dallas, is I'll put all of that information on my show notes, you know, to ensure that people have the links to everything. And uh, it is a, it's a wonderful way that you, uh, uh, chosen the chosen, uh, fans, you can go and, and give and ensure that the season continues and the seven seasons are finished and, and sent to the whole world to see, which is what we, we know is going to happen. So this is wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Dallas, for your time. Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to us. And I will send all kinds of information on my show notes so that people know how to to watch it. But the surprise that I was going to talk about is really not a surprise anymore. Is actually that that the two last seasons are going to be in theaters, right? So two last episodes. That was yes. really what I was talking about. The two oh, episodes, I see. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Not seasons, two episodes. That was the the surprise that I don't know that many people already know yeah. is that the two last seasons, right? Will be in theaters. Can you tell me the date? No, the two last two episodes. The last two episodes, episodes of season I, three. I keep yeah. Season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Thursday and Friday, February second and third. Um, uh, with limited screenings. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I know that some theaters are already sold out, but you can always check and see. Uh, but uh, yeah, February, February 2nd and 3rd, Thursday and Friday, the last two episodes of season three demanded to be on the big screen. The the, the size of these episodes is significant. The storyline is significant. The fans have wanted it. The theaters have wanted it. And so we're putting these last two episodes in theaters on uh, February 2nd and 3rd. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait to see them. Dallas, thank you so much for your time. And uh, we'll just continue that. Pray that this will continue to bless many people for many years to come. And we appreciate what you do for the kingdom. Great. Thank you so much. It was a great, a great, great being on with you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Dallas. Now, if you go to my show notes, you will find a link to the Chosen's new website that Dallas mentioned on the interview. And don't forget to go check this series out if you haven't yet. It is a true blessing. One last thing, just a reminder, if you haven't yet, please rate this show and share it with your friends and family. We have some awesome interviews every week and you don't want to miss them. Thanks for listening.